Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, friends. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm Lisa Webb, the one who started the Wine, Women, and Wellbeing space, and I'll be the host of this podcast. Each week, we'll get together and hear from different women in our global community and find out what they're up to. We'll have women who are starting out on their journey, and sometimes, when we're lucky, we'll hear from women who are totally famous. What will remain the same is that we'll learn from these women and what they're doing. Their stories can inspire us to move forward with our own story. The Wine, Women, and Wellbeing community goes far beyond the walls of our event space or the pages of our books. We are connecting women across the globe to link arms, lean on each other, and help lift one another up. I'd like to share a little story with you that I actually haven't shared anywhere else before. If you know my personal story about why I started this community, you'll know that I'm an expat. I'm a Canadian that has lived in many different countries on many different continents. Every time I moved, I had to rebuild my relationships and I quickly learned the power of community and how it could literally change a person's life. The story I want to share with you is about my early days as an expat. I'd always lived a really social life. And when we left Canada, I was leaving a lot of friends and family and acquaintances behind. I went from hosting parties regularly to living in a country where I couldn't speak the language, which made it really hard to make friends. I was living in Paris and everyone I met was really transient. There was, they were maybe there for a few months to learn English, or they were there for a short time. They were just passing through. And I wasn't a mom yet, so I didn't meet anyone at baby group or at the school gate, because that was a club that I hadn't been invited to yet. And things were pretty lonely. And just when I was starting to find my way and make some friends, we moved to the south of France when I was eight months pregnant. Now I was starting over again and I was waddling around in the sweltering heat, living in a hotel until we found a house. By the time we got settled, I had a baby, I had family come and visit, and I knew it was definitely time to start making some friends. And I had met a few ladies in town and I was now part of the mom's group because I had a baby. So I found a community where I belonged. And what I didn't expect was that baby that I had got sick. So when my oldest daughter was about three months old, she stopped eating. She wouldn't breastfeed, she wouldn't take a bottle, and she was losing weight, which she didn't have a lot of because she was only three months old. The doctors were concerned, and I only knew this because that's what my French-speaking husband told me. I was feeling very much in the dark by the language barrier. The next thing I knew, my three-month-old was in the children's hospital on a feeding tube. And now coming from a family where my own parents lost a child from health complications, this was extremely anxiety-inducing. I remember not wanting to worry my parents, but also feeling very lonely in this new city because I barely knew anyone and my personal support system was on the other side of the world. After a week of crying in the hospital... <laughs> 
in the shower at the hospital. Um, my baby was hooked up to feeding tubes. And I remember feeling completely exhausted because the doctors would come in every three hours to check on my daughter in the night. I would have no idea what they were saying. And I was completely overwhelmed. My husband arrived one morning and the doctors asked him if his wife might want to speak to a hospital psychologist. And he told them that I didn't speak French. Then they suggested that I call some friends to come and visit me at the hospital. And I remember my husband looking at me with these sad eyes, treading very lightly as he translated this because he knew that I hadn't made any real friends at this point. So he suggested that I call some of the girls from playgroup. It was awkward, but I was emotional and desperate. So I looked in my phone and I found the name of a friend that I had met through playgroup. And it said playgroup beside her name. Do you remember, you know, when you first meet someone and you don't really know them that well, but you're getting their number and you put where you meet them so that you remember who they are. This was the level of friendship that I had with this person that I had called. And so I made this call and I said, hi, it's Lisa from playgroup. My daughter is sick and I've been in the hospital for a week. Do you think that you might be able to come here and visit me? Can you imagine making that phone call or imagine receiving that phone call? Like it actually brings tears to my eyes when I think about that and how lonely I was. Um, But mine is a happy story because that almost stranger on the phone heard my awkward cry for help and she answered and she came to the hospital the next day and she brought two other girls from playgroup and they brought food and they left friendship a decade later with many countries and continents in between those girls live on the other side of the world from me and they're still my friends they taught me that you don't have to go at it alone no matter where you are or what your situation is I learned from that experience to throw myself into community hard and fast because communities lift you up, hold you up, build you up. It takes a village. And sometimes you don't know where the village is. And if you don't know where the village is, you've got to be the one to stand up and build it yourself. From France, we moved to rural Indonesia, and then we spent a couple years in the Congo before moving back to Canada. In Asia and Africa, I knew to quickly seek out community, and in Canada, I felt like my takeaway from the experiences I had overseas was that that community is a gift. I decided to try and be the one to build it. I thought of things I loved, And things that made me happy and bonded me and connect me with other people. So I thought of wine, I thought of women, and I thought of well-being. The idea quickly grew to 19 cities across Canada, holding monthly events in person and then online. We're now expanding beyond Canada. And because the global citizen in me knows that the more people we meet and the more diverse our experiences are, friendships and the relationships we have, the more diverse those are, the richer our life becomes. So through this podcast, we will meet women from around the globe, sharing their journeys and experiences. We'll cheer on their triumphs and we'll learn from their challenges. My hope 
is that we'll use this space to come together every week and learn something new from someone new, building our global community and supporting the women in it. I'm Lisa Webb, and I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.